Hello everybody, welcome to For the Record, episode number 53. Now, full disclosure, I just spent the last five minutes trying to record an introduction to this, and I listened back to it, and it was fucking atrocious. It was me literally rambling about stupid shit that what may or may not have been pertinent to the interview and to the podcast. Um, so I'm going to try and get it as in here as succinct and as short and straight to the point as I possibly can. This is episode number 53. This is with a band called Famous Last Words. Wonderful group of guys. Um, I originally interviewed them about two years ago when they performed at a club in San Francisco with the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and Hawthorne Heights, which was a major trip of a show and very awesome to see. Um, They stayed with me all these years in remembering who they were because of the theatricality they put into their music. Not necessarily in the performance. The performance was a very straightforward excuse me, hard rock kind of show, um, very in-your-face aggressive metal music, but uh, they talked when I did the interview with them, they talked a lot about the story behind the music and how they would, um, how their vocalist JT, who I speak with in this episode, was very into writing stories and creating characters and all this other stuff, and it was very akin to bands like My Chemical Romance, and I, who are as that's it's really no secret they're one of my favorite bands so whenever i see a band really do theatrics it sticks with me and i was thrilled to hear that they had a new album coming out which is what we talk about in this episode um the album is called the incubus it is the next chapter in the band's story and it will be coming out this friday um so you can pick it up on itunes uh streaming on spotify uh, um, apple music all that all that good stuff whatever wherever you listen to music um now to continue, I wanted to also address something in the episode that um, sounded like complete gibberish when I listened back to this. So, my goal when I started this podcast was to do all interviews in person. Then I realized that, one, I was not friends with all these people that people on uh, like Nerdist or WTF with Mark Marin, two podcasts that I always really cite when I'm asked, like, what, what, wh- why did you want to start a podcast? Why did you want to do this? I realized that, A, I'm not friends with all the people that they had as guests on, and I'm not saying that they all are too, but there's another factor to this. They're all in Los Angeles, where a lot of big press days will come through. They also have a a lot more experience doing this than I do, um, and therefore that kind of plays into the kind of guests that they're able to get, but... um, this isn't so much about the kind of guests that I can get. I love everybody who's been on the show, and that, that doesn't have anything to do with it. The point is that if they want an in-person episode, they're going to get it. I can't always get that because I'm still building up the show for people to know who I am, what I'm trying to do with interviews. So saying, hey, I want to chat with someone for an hour or for even 30 minutes in person at their show, I don't have that... I don't have that tenure yet, and it's something that I kind of had to accept a little while ago. So in order to get awareness out about these shows, I've been really trying to do phone interviews and to do that. Even though, and the reason I'm not as keen on doing phone interviews is because you can't see the other person on the other line. That's why I try to encourage doing Skype video interviews um, for some of these episodes so you can at least, even if you're not in the same room with them, you can see them because I always feel horrible if I'm ever interrupting something interrupting somebody by accident, um, speaking on the wrong beats, whatever the case may be, and I always feel bad about it. So I say all this because this was a phone interview, and JT was wonderful. This has nothing to do with him. But if there are any weird pauses, any weird moments where um, I may have interrupted him, it was completely by accident. 
um, it's only because I couldn't exact I couldn't see him and I couldn't tell like if he was um, continuing a thought or finishing something and it again it's it's just hard to do that when you're doing a phone interview so apologies in advance if there's any weird pauses or anything like that I just wanted to put that out there because I try to be a perfectionist with this stuff um, so hopefully I did it justice but this is a band that definitely deserves your time and finally the last thing I'd like to say is this episode was sponsored by audible.com um, this is a it's a wonderful program Audiobooks are fantastic. I have listened to several of them, including uh, The Nerdist Way uh, by Chris Hardwick. I know that Amy Poehler has a book that's out called Yes, Please. I know these are a bit older books that I'm referencing. I'm just kind of looking at what's on my bookshelf right now. Um, but what's great about audiobooks is the and what Audible is able to provide is that it, it's a whole new medium. Say you're someone who's really busy and you don't have time to sit down and um, actually open a book and read it. Um as no matter how much you want to you can get the audio version of the book and you can listen to it in the car on the on the commute to work uh you can listen to it on the plane when you're traveling uh to different locations whatever the case may be and and however you go about consuming literature um and what's even cooler is that the audio aspect is generally it's generally read by the author so like say amy poehler's book which i'm looking at right now on my bookshelf um yes please it's read by her and then I believe there's some, I may be wrong on this, there's some other comics that do contribute to it, which makes it, 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 it adds a whole new layer to what you're hearing. Um, I know a book that's been referenced and talked about several times in audio format is by um, a comedian that I'm sure everybody knows called Steve Martin. Um, he has an autobiography called Born Standing Up, and there's an audio version of it. But instead of actually reading a bit that he's written down in the book when you listen to it in an audio format you hear him say it himself and then he does the voices and he he assumes the character and the role that's in it and it adds a whole new layer to it so whether you're busy or not audiobooks are just they're it's a whole new medium and and it's it's fascinating to me and considering how expensive they can be this offer that audible um is giving us and sponsoring this episode with is truly wonderful so all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash promo you'll get a free audiobook and 30 free days on audible it's a great deal you're trying it out um and i'm certain you're going to want to continue with it so again that's audibletrial.com slash promo for your three for your free excuse me for your free audiobook and 30 free days on audible.com so without further ado here's episode number 53 of for the record with famous last words enjoy
MacBook Air, but I'm doing a uh, like a system backup for all of like pretty much every file I've ever used gotcha. in existence because I just it it crashed a long time ago and I got really paranoid. But it's like a bunch of it's like three terabytes of material, so I Damn. can't I can't take the laptop anywhere. So I have to put it um, I have to keep it in one place. But I have a backup, but it's running this much older version of the software that I'm using. So all of the little um, intricacies are much different than I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, well, it's great to speak with you. I'm really um, fortunate that we got to, to the time. But I, I did interview you guys once. Um, I, it was back when you guys toured with Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, and you guys played in Oakland. Was like, there was like that, that was jazz like two club. two years ago. Yeah, that was <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I was um I was just starting out um doing interviews and stuff. So, um well, it I mean, I'm stoked to you guys were one of the you guys were one of the bands that I really liked in terms of all the interviews I'd done that summer. So, it was um I'm stoked oh, to yeah. see you guys doing stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We're stoked to be doing stuff. Absolutely. Um so Let's talk about uh, the Incubus. I'm I was really stoked when I he was hearing this record and when I was digging it. But one of the things I remember about you guys was um, how maybe not necessarily in the stage show how theatrical you were, but in terms of the lyrical content and the kind of music and how there was always a story behind it. I, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. And um, I read a little bit about what the story of the album was going to be about, but um, for those listening, um, would you mind explaining the story behind the new record and um, I guess what fans will be able to hear? Well, this is actually the first uh, concept record that we've done where we haven't given out the details of the story up front. Interesting. Uh, we're kind of yeah, we're kind of hoping that kids listen to it and pick it up after they listen to it. So I, I I'm going to see how you know people piece it together, and eventually I'll do a song by song walkthrough. But um, at first, I really I'm really interested to see what what uh, conclusions people come up with just by listening to lyrics. And uh, but I have given a synopsis uh, recently, and it's essentially it's it's about the stay-at-home mom uh, in post-World War II America, and she starts blacking out and having really terrible nightmares. So she's trying to figure out kind of what's the cause of, of all of that, and at the same time she's dealing with uh, gender stereotypes that you know women still deal with today, and. In the news, it's, it's really it's been crazy. Like we wrote yeah. this about a year and a half ago, and right now it's it's hitting hard in the news, and it's it's messed up, and it's really hard to see. But it's also like it's good to see that it's being talked about, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, I think that's well, I, I exactly considering where we kind of are in society, and uh, I mean, I mean, there's always a number of topics you can approach when you're doing a record kind of that reflects this day and age. But it's 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 a little bit scary to look at the news and to look at stuff, um, uh, whether it's a topic about race or a topic about gender equality, and it's stuff that maybe was in an era like the like the the forties or the fifties, and see how it. It's almost like the stuff has changed, but there's still things that haven't. And it's a little, I don't know, it's a little scary to kind of look back at that and see that it, it all kind of, it, it you can still talk about it and still have it be relevant. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is 
it's just getting the conversation started. Like that's the first thing you can do to, to really make a difference. I'll be the first person to admit that I was grossly uneducated about everything. And um, when, when the story just first came to me, I wrote it down and I started doing research. I do research for all the concepts that we do just so I know I can, I can nail the characters and the situation correctly. And educating myself was the biggest thing, you know, the most important thing I could have done. Yeah. And it's really opened my eyes and I've seen like a whole different perspective. Um, obviously not as intense as any victims, but I'm, you know, trying my best to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to see it and you know, get the conversation started. Maybe people won't be so uncomfortable talking about it. So, I mean, I guess you can just kind of imagine from there what the album's going to be about. For sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely, I, uh, I listened to the, the preview that was sent over, so I'm, I'm really, really excited for people to hear it when it finally drops. So, it was, I mean, it sounded fantastic. So, um, very Thank well, you. Yeah, very well done. I love heavy music, so it's always, um, I always get a kick out of hearing new stuff whenever it comes around. So, uh, yeah. is, it's always a nice little thing to get in your inbox. <laughs> um, what was the, I guess this might be a little bit of a general question, but in terms of, um, writing and I guess just the general recording process. So pre-production to tracking it and laying it all out to uh, the finished product that everybody's going to hear when it drops. How long did that process take and and how did it differ essentially from um, any of the records you'd worked on before, considering that there is a story that goes along with things and in, in, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, this time around, this was actually the first album where old bass player uh, Jesse Maddy didn't contribute any any writing. Um, so that was a that was different, and um, I, I I did a lot more of the instrumental writing on this record than I have ever done, um, and the majority of it was written on an iPad using a, an app called Music. Yeah, using an app called Music Studio where I can actually. Uh, program like all the instruments and all the parts together and then we started to figure it out on guitar from there add little changes and then we did the, the pre-pros and then we went to the studio and we recorded it again and this whole process took took uh, about a year and a half very uh, that's very interesting i um how did how did you write it on an ipad i mean i know that there's like technology has improved vastly but I, i've 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 never heard that before <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's different, but it works. It's kind of like a Guitar Pro. Okay, I don't yeah. Know if you're familiar with that? Yeah, I've seen that app before. I just never really explored it. But um, okay, cool. Wow, I've never heard someone talk about that. But I mean, clearly it works because the the record sounds great. So I that that's awesome. Yeah. Very thank nice. You. <laughs> um, in terms of writing the story and kind of any and uh, i mean without giving anything away um in terms of writing the story and kind of the concept and what you guys were going to um present um in terms of starting a conversation whatever it was i i guess what what's your what's your process for for writing and um for writing a story in that sense and for bringing stuff together because i i know every writer has a, a totally different way of doing things so i'm always just curious yeah, uh, I guess I yeah I do have kind of a different process because it is um, a concept and I do follow a story. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'll just get random story ideas all the time, and I'll just write them. I'll write them down, and essentially I'll think about it. And if I can visualize the concepts 
as a 30-minute like, Twilight Zone episode. That's how I know that it will work as a concept and that it's not too complicated for an album. Because you can right. have stories that are too that are too complicated, you know, with too many characters, too much going on. It's hard to portray the characters and the situation without, you know, with such limited amount of lyrics. So you got you got to really find a good story that actually works. You have you can have a great story, but um, maybe it just won't fit in an album. And that's actually that happened before the Incubus was was written. I was actually working on this other concept, and it was it was also a nightmare one, but. It, it was, there was just too much. There was way too much. And then uh, the, the idea of, of the Incubus kind of hit me, and I, I told the guys about it. said, here's a new concept, and they're like, new concept? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, once once we get the, the concept down, I split the story into kind of the, the key points of the story, or like I, I'd call it, I guess, like the cliff notes, if you are in high school and you don't want to read a book, you have a cliff notes and yeah. just gives <laughs> like the, the key points. Um, and then once I, once I get that down, I sort of figure out what I want the overall vibe and sound to be for the song. So if it's like a happy, uh, up, upbeat song, you know, I'll write that down. And then if it's a darker or sadder or, um, you know, it depends on what's going on in the story. So I kind of, it's, it's almost like I'm scoring for a movie yeah, that's what it's the movie. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of that when I hear you explain it. Yeah, and then I'll go into the songs and I'll write down specific details that I want each song to have or that they actually need in order to tell the story right. Um, that's super important because you don't want to overlook something and be like, oh, well, now it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I'll break down the songs, the intro, verse, uh, chorus, you know, whatever. And I'll figure out what I want to say in each part of the song as well. Lyrics always come last. Yeah, that's... So the, it's literally yeah. broken down into sections to where I know what I need to say. I just have to find the right words to say. It's like, like a puzzle. Uh, the, the picture's there, but I just got to find the right, you know, pieces to put it together so you can see it. And that's kind of how I look at lyrics. For sure. That's fascinating. And then, yeah, and then after that, we uh, just get grinding on the recording. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, um, I wanted to go back on something that I that I heard you say a little bit when we were talking about the the story. You mentioned the Twilight Zone, and I, I have to ask because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. Um, um, are you are you a fan of the show, or are you? I mean, have you? Rod, Rod Serling's the fucking man. <laughs> yes, that's the answer I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite episode, Genius. if I may ask? Which can think, be a hard question. I don't remember what it, I don't remember what it's titled, but it's um, the one where there's a group of people. There's a ballerina. There's a uh, I think it's a detective or a cop or something, and they're all in this big pub room. Yeah, this, yeah, uh, circular room. I know, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to give away the ending if no one's seen the episode, but that one's just. It's cool. I, I love when when people show different perspectives from things you normally wouldn't think about. Yeah, that episode, and I I I know that because there's a band. They're no longer a band, but a friend of mine was in a band that played in San Jose, California, um, and they their name came from that episode. The episode was called Five Characters in Search of an Exit, and that was their band. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so, so good. Yeah, and that was their band name, because I, 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 I literally saw the name, and I was like, 
do you watch the Twilight Zone? Is that where that? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Gotta be it. <laughs> Very nice. Um, um, in terms, I, I'm I'm always curious when I'm talking to people who have that. I mean, I love talking to songwriters and hearing about their different their their different process and stuff. But where did where did the idea to bring in stories and to bring in concepts and all of that? Wh- when did that originally come into the band? Because I know you guys have done that for pretty much. I mean, at le- as far as every record I've listened to from you guys, um, some, that's something that you guys have always incorporated. Where did that, where did that kind of idea come from? Were you, were you very into like movies and television and all that stuff as a kid and all that? I'm super into movies, but, nice. um, I think what, what, what it stems from is I grew up listening to musicals, lots of mu- musicals. Nice. Um, I've seen Rent like seven times. I've seen Phantom of the Opera. I've seen Hamilton, Book of Mormon, like, so the, I, I love musicals. Nice. <laughs> and the idea of telling a story through, um, you know, our genre of music just sound, sounded cool and seemed right to me. It made sense to me. Yeah. And it's fun. It's just, for me personally, I think it's more fun writing a concept album than it would be just writing a collection of songs because it brings this, this, uh, this flow that it's kind of hard to get with just a collection of songs. If you have a really solid story with really good flow from start to finish, and you um, you really capture that with the music and the lyrics, then you're almost guaranteed to have a super solid and great flow from the beginning of your record to the end of your record. Very nice. Um, I'm and like I said, I'm always just curious around the the theatrics of things. But that's awesome. I I I can definitely see how musicals play into different things, particularly with with how musicals have the ability to not only to take you a place that to a place that I mean movies can't because it's a completely different medium, but because it can get very dark in a place that like you you would never think that it possibly could like with with something like Phantom of the Opera or with with mm-hmm. the vast number of shows that are out there so that's awesome i'm i'm really stoked to hear that yeah <laughs> was there a particular track on the incubus that maybe was a little bit harder to take on or to approach and if so how did you how did you guys overcome that cuz i i must i almost always feel like there's that one track that's you're always kind of like fuck, this is the bane of our existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, probably track uh, The Judge. Okay. Definitely The Judge. That one, I think that has the, mo- like the most lyrics out of any song in the entire album. And the, just the, the way that I approached that song was, was very different. Um, and if you really look at the lyrics and dig into it a little more, you can... You'll, you'll see it. And so the premise of the whole song is she, it's one of her nightmares and she goes in to, she's in this courtroom and she's essentially on, on, uh, on trial for being a rape victim. And everyone in the courtroom is, you know, saying it's your fault. Like you're guilty of being a rape victim. And of course that's completely absurd. And that's, that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to, to show her how absurd it is. Because in the beginning, there's three pre-courses, and as the pre-courses progress, um, her, so does her outlook on the whole situation. And in the first one, she uh, it, it's more just confusion, like, what the fuck is going on? And then in the second one, she's starting to uh, 
to be like, how are you listening to this guy? And by the guy, I mean the, uh, the lawyer. The screaming and the singing is actually split up into two characters. Mm-hmm. So the singing is Christine and the screaming is the lawyer. So she like, in the second pre-chorus, she's saying, how, how can you listen to this, this nonsense? And then by the third one, that's her fuck it moment. Like, you guys are crazy. But she sort of realizes that these characters are um, manifestations of, you know, her own imagination. And that's supposed to show a lot of victims have a tendency to um, blame themselves, which is what the whole song is supposed to show is just absurd. So it's, it, yeah, it's a heavy one. It's got yeah. a lot of layers. Yeah, that definitely. I, I, I mean, just a lot from the subject matter of that alone. That that's that's a daunting task. So I'm, um, wow, that's insane. Yeah, I just uh, figuring out that that the metaphor you use in the dream with her being on uh, on trial for being the victim, and then telling her that she's guilty of being a victim as if that's you know a crime. Yeah. So that's that's what it's supposed to show. For sure. That was a, that was a very hard one. Um, figuring out how to split up lyrics, the screaming lyrics and the singing lyrics into two characters while keeping a good uh, a good flow to the sound well, that was that was the biggest challenge for sure. Hearing you talk about this makes me even more excited for people to hear it because I I, I mean I I'll have to go back and listen to that track again and really look at it now that um, we've talked about it a little bit more. But I'm super stoked for people to hear this when it finally comes out. If I yeah, haven't said I, it I enough already, I can't wait. <laughs> for and sure. I know there's a lot of people who won't dig into it that much, but you know, for the ones that will, uh, it, it's it's something that they can you know be excited about. Get, think it's cool. Like I, I think it's cool at least. <laughs> no, for sure, definitely. Um, well, we will bring this to a close um, and wrap it up. First off, thank you again. It was, um, and thank you again for putting up with my. Um, weird little technical glitches at the start of this. I I do all good. really appreciate it. Um, for sure, man. Um, all right. So these are the last two questions that I ask. Um, and we'll, I I give this preface because they're broad questions, but they're a good way to kind of close things out and um okay. circle it all back around. So, uh, the first question is, what kind of message, if you have one, um, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? After listening to Incubus, yes. Um, really, it's it's kind of a a message that we that we just put out in in all of our music, and it's that even in the darkest situations, like no matter how low your your uh, life may get you at sometimes, there's always that that flicker of light, just a little bit of hope, you know, that you can turn into a big fire. You know, there's there's always something that will be able to help you turn it around. Um, and it's important to remember that to keep that hope. Awesome. And finally, what does music mean to you? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, everything like I've been doing, I've been playing and writing music. I taught myself guitar in sixth grade. Um, it's, it's all I've ever done. I uh, I went to an alternative high school, so I graduate early, so I could start touring earlier <laughs> when I was 16. Uh, and since then, I've, it's it's really you know some people go through different stages in their life where they uh, they figure out what they want to be, and then another stage hits, and they decide that that's not what they want to do. Um, you know, everyone grows and changes, but my entire life, it's just 
in music. So it, it means everything to me. It can make you feel things um, you never thought you could feel. And it's amazing how just uh, even an instrumental track, just a sound, a melody, can affect how you feel so much. And it, it's almost like magic. So it's, it's everything to me. That was incredibly well said, man. That was that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. All right. Um, well, thank you so much, JT. And uh, fi- lastly, where can people find you? Um, find you and the band online so that they can go and um, yeah, give you follow. You can, like, you can go to stuff. yeah. You can go to uh, Facebook dot com slash famous last words music. FLW underscore music is our Twitter, and famous last words band is our Instagram. And if you really want to help us out, you can go to um, famouslastwords.merchnow.com and pick out a pre-order bundle. And the more the more pre-sales that we get and the more first-week sales that we get, the bigger our numbers are, and that opens up a lot more opportunities. It's not even about the money. It's really about the opportunities that you get from those bigger numbers, uh, bigger tours, um, more advertising, you know, just it, it will enable us to do a lot more with the band. So if you really want to support us, that's that's what you should do. <laughs> Fantastic, as as everybody should for sure. Um, all right, well, JT, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you, and congratulations again on the Incubus. I'm excited um, to get this episode up for everybody to check out. Thank you, man. Awesome, man. Take care. Have a good one. You too.